Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Reese, and I'm here with two of my closest friends, Hakeem and Jason, and we the Diversified Gentlemen. And it's our pleasure to have G Ski from Up the Street again. Appreciate oh, it. Back. Y'all must have hey, liked that rhyme. So y'all both be back one more time. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. Oh, that thing triple platinum. Hey. Hey. How y'all fellas been? Good. Hey, man. Same old, same old. Same old, man. All right, cool. So today we're going to talk about uh, what it means to you to be a man and having those responsibilities and uh, all the craziness that going on in the world, how do you deal with that? You know, so, um, so far the theme has been a diversified gentleman where we've talked about traveling and uh, investing, but today we're gonna go a little deeper as to uh, what does it mean to be a man and um, kind of some of the challenges you you face. So start with you, G. So uh, I guess when I when I think about, you know, being a man, taking care of your responsibilities, whether that's paying the rent or whether that's taking out the trash or whether that's making sure your family has food on the table. Um, I think just being a man is just I mean, just taking care of your responsibilities uh, to me. And that's kind of where it starts with me. OK. Yeah, for me, man, it's a uh, over the years, it's changed. It depends on where you are in your life. When I was 18 with no family, my definition of a million a man was completely different. You know what I mean? It was all about can I sustain myself? Am I employed? Am I getting educated? Am I who I have to be? And then as you transition through life, it, it, it modifies. You know, then you get, you know, a serious relationship or you get a, a wife or a family, your priorities change a little bit and becoming a man. Uh, it changes your definition changes on what you what what you uh, what you find value in, you know. And as you get older, I'm sure I don't know yet, but I'm sure that after your kids leave the house and after you make you know, just you and your wife there, or you know, with what's going on, I'm sure it changes a little bit then too. So I think it just depends on what phase of your life you you're in, what you determine what it is to be a man. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not just you know having male parts or I'm a man hit my chest. I'm, I'm a man with my man. Is uh, where are you and what are your principles? at that phase of your life? What are your priorities? What, what, what do you stand by? You know, and for me, depends on what, you, what age you ask, they, they've changed. You know, I, I think I've, I've grown, but you know, they definitely have changed. What's some of the challenges uh, you, you face and how do you, you guys push through that day to day? Um, day to day is, I don't know, that's, that's tough because it's, it seems like each day, well not seems, but each day brings all these challenges. You know, each day brings on uh, a different way to go about that day. So um, if I can say it, it's just uh, being, having a routine, trying to stick to that routine. Granted, I know it's like I said, it's always things that throws that type of stuff off, but um, I think a routine helps it a bit to kind of keep it in that direction. You know, whether you have to write it down, whether you have to, text it, take a picture of it, print it out. Um, having that routine um, gives you, I guess you can say that foundation to take care of your responsibilities. And what kind of routine, like give an example, what, what routine um, kind of gets you going and sets you basically so, on the right path? And So I guess I, I, I can go into it. So I don't get enough sleep. 
I don't sleep long. I can't, for whatever reason, I can't do that whole sleep in thing. And so what I used to do, I get up and I'll start doing something. We had a Zoom call and I think it was just, I think it was just us that's in the chat. And uh, Jason said, like, yo, when you wake up like that, start jotting it down. Whatever's going through your head, start putting it on paper. I haven't done that since you told me. And, and like you said, I've been, you know, um, waiting like a month and I'll go back and read it. Like, why was I thinking about that? Or why was I going there? So um, that's kind of one of my routines. Um, I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm trying to get into the habit of doing it every day, and not just when I kind of like wake up out my sleep or wake up early, or you know. Uh, but if I, I'm gonna start to do it every day to where when I get up at 5:30, before I brush my teeth, before I look at my phone, grab the pen and paper, and whatever's going on, let me jot down what's going on. Yeah, that's funny that you say that, G, because ever since Jason brought that up, I've been doing the same thing. But instead of doing it when I first wake up, I do it when I first get to work. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to do it when I first woke up, but it just, I don't know. I, I get, because my routine when I wake up is I'll get up, shower, and then I kind of get my day started. But it's like that first, I would say first 10 to 15 minutes at work, I'm kind of getting situated. That's when I'm like, okay, let me just sit down and just jot some stuff down. So I actually brought that book you know, my diary journal, however you want to name yeah, it. Man like, journal, man. We don't die. Man journal. There you go. <laughs> man journal. Uh, yeah. diary. What am I yeah. diary? What am I thinking? <laughs> got a little heart lock on it. Oh, yeah. man. I'm messing don't up over here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I get to work, um, I use like that first 10 to 15 minutes to just jot down whatever is going on in my mind. Uh, whether it's something I want to knock out that day something that happened the day before something that we're working on as a group mm-hmm. um i'm just jotting or you know like i think my last journal entry was uh just how what well the podcast is going in my opinion like how excited i am to see where this podcast is going that was my last journal entry so yeah uh, ever since you brought that up jason i've been doing cool, it cool. i know for me man journaling it helps you be uh be vulnerable one thing about yeah. men, you know, we're not allowed to be weak and vulnerable and sensitive into yeah. our feelings. We gotta have this facade of, you know, toughness or this this, this um this very uh this armor we gotta wear outside yeah. to kind of portray especially men of, especially men of color. Oh my god, yes, man. And especially honestly, men of it's, color. It's, it's exhausting sometimes, you know. And you get into your own on your own space and your own time with nothing going on, you write your stuff down, you can be vulnerable. And that's all right. I mean, I don't mean that to say, you know, sound sound soft, but go yeah. Our head has a lot of stuff going on in our head. You know, are we good enough? You know, did I say the right thing? Am I being a good friend? Am I, you know, is it a two-way street? Or am I taking too much? Or am I being a good father? Things happen all the time. We start writing this stuff down. You can sit back and kind of just take it in and think about it a little bit. It helps you get your thoughts together a little more. Because I don't care what nobody says, no one has it all figured out. We don't. Mm-hmm. We got questions. We got insecurities like everybody else. You know, um, I'm what, 42 years old. I still have insecurities. You have to, you have to address and do those things. Black don't crack. Right. It's uh, <laughs> like 42. God damn. <laughs> hey, man, drinking that water and apple cider vinegar. Oh, Tyson Beffert looking at us. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one thing I, I learned, though, man, is that it's okay to not know everything, you know? But I think part of being a man is that drive to want to try to learn as much as you can and try to progress. And uh, you guys already said it is trying to get better. That's part of being a man, not having everything figured out and not being perfect for everyone all the time. 
you can't do it. You do that, it's gonna put you in a space where you don't feel like you're winning at all in life. Regardless of how much money your friends or assets you have, if you don't get that mental in, in, in check, your self-talk, what you're telling yourself and who you are as a, as a person, as a man, you have to get that in check first. That's gotta be number one. Cause you can't be who you need to be for everybody else if you don't have yourself in line. You know, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to have those weaknesses and, and address those. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. So what are some things, um, either situations or kind of like the environment you try to push yourself in to encourage you and what steps uh, you take to become a better man, right? What, what motivations where you know I have to be better because of this or is it internal? Kids. Kids? I think, man, for me, it was my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, like I, I always strive for more, always strive for better. But every time I look at her, I think I can't fail. You know what I mean? Like failure is not an option type thing. Um, it's different when you're by yourself because you're like, okay, well, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. <clears throat> when I look at her, it's like, yo, I can't fail. No matter what, no matter what my goals, aspiration is to become a better person, to make more money, get a bigger house, it's like, I can't fail. I don't so think- for me... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, see that point of view, but I actually changed it from can't fail to I, I can't stop trying. Because there you go. Yeah, so the, the failure is going to happen. It's inevitable, but it's the not trying because, you know, you've seen people where they've looked defeated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone you work with, you know, they may be 30, 40, 50. They had that divorced or, or lost a loved one or you know been to jail came back home and you like and you still got breath in your lungs man you could yeah, exactly like, it's not gonna be easy but yeah. you need to at least try to push through that yeah so so let me let me let me expand on what i mean by failing so <clears throat> i wholeheartedly agree with you 100 percent. but when i say like i can't fail it means not only am I, not only, you know, if I try and fail, it's like not trying again. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So when I say, when I say, um, I don't want to fail, it's like me trying something, failing, and then just completely throwing it out the window. Like, right. I don't want to feel like that again. I think that's what I was kind of alluding to, but I wholeheartedly mm-hmm. agree with you. And that's where, that's, that's where you, that's where you learn so much about yourself <laughs> when you fail. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I tried it this way. Now let me let me try to turn it a little bit, and then maybe it'll fit this way. Ah, oh, that's not gonna work either. Mm-hmm. And you know, we like like he just said, we try to do this stuff on our own. Uh, we try to handle it on our own. We, like, you know, you try to calculate it in your head. You trying to think about it, but um, yeah, definitely, man, it it builds um, just character. You know, because now you you get knocked down, but you get right back up. And like you said, you just keep trying, just keep trying. So how did the man, the men in your life uh, growing up, uh, it could be, you know, a father, friend of the family, um, you know, or close to a distant relatives, Mm -hmm. how did they kind of mold who you were then and or now? So I'll have to say, um, of course, my father played a big role, um, but my uncles, 
um, which my father, he worked on the boat a lot. So he was gone a lot. And, you know, I could have took that time and I could have just, you know, just went rampant, just ran and did whatever I wanted to do because, you know, I could use his excuse. Ah, well, he's never here. But my uncle stepped in um, from, you know, just picking me up on a Saturday and going to watch football, going to help him wash the car. You know, I was always doing something. I was always doing something. So as I got older and, you know, two of my uncles were in the army, my other uncle went to the Navy. And uh, he told me, basically, he, he knew the situation. He grew up in the situation. He was like, J-Ski, you got to get from around here. That's what I think you should do. And seeing him pull up to the house in that black expedition, <laughs> stepping out with that black uniform on. You know, of course, I know, I know he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, let me drive. He said, nope, you got to get your own. Yeah. So definitely put me on track to get my own and watching him do it and um, him helping me navigate through it. Um, that definitely played, he played the biggest role um, in my life seeing them. And I don't want to, I don't want to knock anybody that, you know, didn't grow with the father um, because women do a lot of strong work, right. but boys need some type of male figure in their life. You know what I mean? Women do what they can, but you still need some type of male figure. And you may not think about it like, you know, those that didn't grow up with a father, there is a guy in your life that you kind of emulated a bit or kind of attached yourself to. Not saying that you don't give credit where credit is due to your mother and any other woman that's still in your life, but there's always going to be one guy in your life and whether that's good or bad, Mm -hmm. you're going to attach to him. You know what I mean? Slightly. You may not really think about it, but, or know, you may not notice it, but you definitely have somebody. Um, for me, um, my dad obviously was super hard on me as a kid. Um, so he kind of kept me in line. Like I was more scared of my father than any kid growing up. So I'm like, <laughs> we could fight all day. <laughs> my dad, I'm scared of my dad. I ain't scared of y'all. Yeah. So um, he definitely kept me in line. And then just, just joining the military so young, meeting guys like Jason, you know what I mean? Who is not that much older than me, but he's older than me. Yeah, man, slow um, down, man. Nah, you ain't that much <laughs> older than me, but now you got me about what? You got me about what, six years? No, seven years, you got me about seven years. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, like growing up, you know, joining the military at 18, I found myself hanging around a lot of older guys, like, mm -hmm. That's just who I kind of attached myself when I learned a lot of good life lessons from them. And um, yeah. yeah. A lot of it, man, we don't even realize it. Like you talked about earlier, men in your life, good or bad, it's a subconscious thing where you model your behavior after them. I don't mm -hmm. care if you watch watching TV. If you watch TV all the time, you see a bunch of males on there, you're going to model that behavior regardless. Just like your friends. If you're around a bunch of friends that are thinking, saying, doing the same thing, that's who you're going to model your behavior after. And not to go down a different path, but at least a lot of why young men without that guidance join gangs. Simple yep, of course. Because yep. those men model a behavior that they admire, whether it's money, the lifestyle, the bravado, the toughness. Yep. They like that. It's easy to emulate that. So they get a little sense of belonging. So you're going to have that. I don't care if you're who you're raised by, you're going to model somebody. Yep. Is who, who you're going to model afterwards. You know what I mean? Like me growing up, my brother was the, he was the coolest dude I, I knew. My, I love now he, everything he did. I wanted to do. He wore this kind of hat. I wanted this kind of hat. He wore these shoes. I wanted those kind of shoes. So he didn't know, but he had a responsibility where 
apparently, depending on which route he took, he might take the same route, you know, join the military because he joined the military. You know, I'm just modeling that behavior. And I had, we both had a father that took care of us, but you can't help who you model after, who you gravitate to. So you yep. have to be careful who, who you surround yourself by. And for those that are young, people that are in charge of them got to be careful who they surround their child by. Because you, you have no idea who that son is going to model his male behavior afterwards. It's going to happen. It depends it's going to happen. Who's it going to be? Yeah. Who's it going to be and how they're going to yeah. influence them? You know? that's, that's, I'm glad you said that too, that, you know, modeling yourself after because that played another huge role. I saw what not to do. Yeah. It's like, why, yeah. why would I do that? Like, why would I do that? And then, like, okay, I see why you did it. I'm not even going to go over there to put myself in that situation. And, yeah. you know, you put yourself in those situations, those same situations, doing the same thing repetitively. It's like, why? Why would you do that? And so that 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 building, so I can see, okay, I can see that going on over there. I'm not even going to entertain that because I already know what this is leading to. Yeah. That definitely plays a, a, a huge role. Sure. I mean, and and that I, never go ahead, go ahead, brother. Yeah, so I uh my father wasn't around at all, so I may have seen him, you know two or three times a year for like the family function because I, I remain very close uh, with his side of the family as far as my grandparents. And um, my grandfather's like the strongest person I know. He's 94, still kicking. Um, but, you know, so he had a, a, a major role. My my dad's brother, so my uncle had a major role, my godfather. But um, I wasn't with these people daily or even weekly. Um, so kind of like what you said, uh, Jason, regarding like molding yourself at the TV, my first, my role models growing up was like Martin and freaking Jamie Foxx. So you know, I was always getting in trouble like, with the jokes in class and Jamie wow. Foxx hit him with yeah. a- <laughs> And then the crazy thing is when I turned 13, uh, that's when I got, uh, DMX for Christmas. I got DMX's Dark and Hell is High, and I got uh, Jay Z Hard Knocks Life album. And like instantly, I was hooked. And I started, man, whatever Jay Z said was freaking, it was gospel. After that, mm-hmm. and so did, you know, my friends. So yeah, it was, you know, thankfully I didn't go too far over the edge, but um, yeah, it was a scary thing, and it could have turned out worse not having. You know, I didn't have a father in the house. I didn't have any older brothers or any siblings in the house. And, you know, thankfully, I joined at a long, uh, young enough age, joining the military, getting out of that environment where I start. I wouldn't say father figures in the military, mm-hmm. but men that I could, you know, that were successful, uh, astute, educated. And I started to, you know, and I had daily interaction with them because no matter the people, how much I looked up to the certain men in my life and how strong they were. If you don't have that daily interaction, uh, you'll miss something, you know? Um, so yeah, you guys are, you guys are all right. And the being around certain people or being around people where you did not want to end up like, you yeah. know what I mean? And I mean, that's the information right there. You're real Reese. I mean, with you, I mean, honestly, with the way you grew up, how you just explained, stats say you shouldn't have made it. Yeah. Data said you shouldn't have made yep. it. You sitting here right now, highly educated, you know, master's degree, knowing more about wealth than all, all, all of us in you know, that mentality. 
but yet you came from a, a area that statistically you shouldn't have made it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a testament to you, that internal fortitude also. When you said defining who you are as a man and your decisions, you being here right now on this podcast talking to us based on your background, you shouldn't be here. You know what I mean? Yeah. You over, overcame all of that, which shows that anybody listening, that you can't take your past circumstance, use it as an excuse not to progress. You know exactly. what I mean? And the military, yeah, it was, a, it was a good route for you. You got some, you know, some guidance or some older, older guys or some older mentors. Says, but when it comes down to it, it's your decisions that got you to this point. Yep. You, know, you give yourself some credit, man. I want to give you credit now for it because, uh, yes, it got some influences, but your decisions got you to this point. You know what I mean? Like what, what, what Kanye say? We wasn't supposed to make it past 25. <laughs> 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 yeah, you yeah. from the shy, man. So shoot, big ups, yeah. man, for real. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And that's another thing, too, uh, for me personally, like this podcast, the Black and Brown Investors Group, where, um, you know, it was always a cliche when I heard um, E.T., Eric Thomas, the hip-hop preacher. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, you know, mm. When you find your purpose, you'll wake you'll wake up before the alarm clock. I'm like, man, shut up. <laughs> but now I'm like, you well, y'all see what time I'll be posting. Oh yeah. I set my yeah. I set my alarm clock for 444 every every morning. Yeah. 4, 4.15, I'm up wide awake, man. Like up wide yeah. awake, ready to get to it. Cause I feel that, you know, whether it be a calling or for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. All of us are supposed to be here right now mm-hmm. talking about this. So whoever can see it, you know, that it's a it's a crazy feeling. And that kind of like what motivates me versus, you know, uh, a paycheck and, and all of that. It's, it's just when, when that cliche actually becomes, you know, reality. Reality. Like, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right. Yeah, and, and and another thing too, like what um kind of my values too is just I, I stay in my own lane. I don't try to compare myself to the next right. man or what the next man the next man has because that's not for me. That's not for me. That's not my journey, that's not the path I'm walking on. And um I, I think uh I think a lot of people enjoy themselves more when they do just what they can and not try to keep yeah. up with the Joneses or I gotta have this, or I gotta do this, or I gotta go there. That stuff is gonna come. And I think once you're true to yourself, and um, I think that plays a, a big role in, you know, being the man that you are, um, standing in your own lane. And I, one thing I wanna bring up about vulnerability, I was thinking about this while y'all was talking, was um, it never stops, right? Like who you look up to or who you, I don't want to say admire, but would like to emulate to a certain extent. Like it never really stops. And I was thinking about that because Reese is younger than me, but there are certain aspects of Reese's life that I look up to or mm-hmm. certain aspects of Reese that I look that, you know what I mean? That I, that I want to emulate her. Like, yeah, I can, I can work on that a little bit more because my boy's doing it. You know what I mean? Even though he got the gray, he got the gray. He look older than me. I got I got he got a ball here. But uh, <laughs> um, you know, there's certain aspects that of Reese's, you know, everyday life and just the way he he approaches certain things, I emulate. And then obviously, you know, Jason's older than me. 
there's things that he that about his life that I want to emulate. Jeet, Jeet's a little bit younger than me. There's things about Jeet that I, that I try to emulate. So it's mm-hmm. like growing, you know, looking at, I mean, being vulnerable and looking at another man that you call a friend or a brother and mm-hmm. saying, you know what, there are things about you that open my eyes about myself that I'm trying to change. Like, you have to be vulnerable. You have to, you have to be honest with, with yourself. And, and uh, just want to say I appreciate y'all for, for all that you do. Yeah, my man. And it goes back to that we talked about last week. The, the circles exactly. you're around yourself, the people you're around. You know what I mean? Like us, yeah. man, now you get those yeah. people for everybody. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I love that. You know, I, you say before yeah. you're younger than me, but remember, what, a couple months ago, I started calling you sensei. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I yeah. options, man. I'm like, yo, seafood, yeah. seafood yeah. was on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hit me yeah, up again. I was like, look at it. I'm still learning, man. And this whole age thing, yeah. you know, it really is kind of almost to the point where it's almost irrelevant. It's based on life experience and really what they is. know. If you know more than me, yeah. I don't care if you, you know, 18 years old, if you got some experience with something, I want yep. to hear about it, learn yep. about it. You know what I mean? Yep. I'm learning from you guys constantly. That's why if you get to the point where yeah. if you think you know everything, that's when you know you don't know nothing. Yep. You know what I mean? You've yep. got to keep learning, man. you got to keep learning and progressing. And no matter who it's coming from, you got to be ready to receive it from any anybody you're talking yeah. to. You know what I mean? Just yep. talking to Jeet last week on the or last, last podcast about travel. <laughs> I'm like, that's a good point. I never thought about that. You know, you're always learning something, man. That's why I'm saying, man, it's yeah. going to sound real corny, man. But that's why I love life. Because you always learn something new, both something new. Yeah. It's yeah. even better when it comes from people you're with all the time. You're your brothers, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. There's no, no better life than yeah. that. But you got to be receptive to it. Yes. You got to yeah. be receptive. Because a lot of people, a lot of people, man, they, they hear things and it goes in one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. And it's like I might as well have just been talking to that wall. So you got to You definitely have to be receptive to, you know, the knowledge that people are trying to give you. No matter their age, I treat everybody the same. Right. Whether you're 65 or 18, you know what I mean. If you want to have a, a conversation, uh, astute, intelligent conversation, let's have a, let's have an intelligent conversation because I might mm-hmm. learn something from you that I didn't know. But I got to be receptive to it. If you're not, you're gonna miss. You're gonna miss the points. Speaking of that, like, even out of the circle, going back to public figures, for instance, like, two of my main, not idols, but people I, I look up to and, and role models, I think, is, you know, the late, great Nipsey Hussle and LeBron yeah. James. And LeBron James is, you know, three, three, four months older than me. But when I mean, you look at that dude as a family man, as a businessman, um, even, like, when I work out, you know, him being the same age and just how he keeps his body, you know, so yeah. like things of that nature, just grabbing inspirations from, from, from everyone. And that dude's, his upbringing was, you know, more modest than all of us. Yeah. You know, this dude right. sleeps yeah. on his coach's couch. Yeah. And, you know, you can say, yeah, he's 6'8 and blah, blah, blah. But there's a lot of 6'8 broke people. That ain't doing nothing. Yeah. 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 Waste you know the hype. Just like, <laughs> what, yeah, like? exactly. what, what did he do with yeah. that? And not only that, yeah. using his voice mm-hmm. to have his own school, you know, this political change yeah. he's, he's saying, and he's saying like, the, forget all the money. I know I'm putting a risk, but putting mm-hmm. that at risk, but I, yeah. I'm on a platform. I have this responsibility. So that, that goes to my next question regarding like your responsibility and, you know, what do you guys feel about leaving a legacy? Do you guys think about that at all? Yeah, I um, oh man, I can't I can't even tell you how many years ago it was, but 
um, it was a family member who passed and, you know, preachers talking. Um, what is that dash going to mean? Right. What is that dash going to mean from your birth yeah. to your end date? What is that dash? What are you leaving behind? And definitely, I think um, the steps that I have taken, the steps that I continue to take, I think I will leave behind uh, a great legacy, uh, not only for my family, but my close friends. Um, like you said, we're learning each and every day. And when I leave here, I want everybody to know that I am G Ski from up the street. They will look at that dash and they will say, you know what? Jeep lived a great life. And I'm glad to call myself his friend or brother yeah. or sister or yeah. you know, acquaintance. Yeah. What about you guys? What about you, Jason? I don't know for me, thinking about personal, like my family. Like I told my kids uh, a long time ago, I said, there's three things that I'm going to do for you all the time. And that's the three P's, I call it. Protect, provide, prepare. And what I mean by that is my job as a father and as a, as a man is to protect him, not just physically, but from things, you know, from the world, emotionally, yeah. intellectually, whatever it is, that's my job. And of course, provide is pretty simple. I'm going to provide them with, you know, food, shelter, all that stuff there. The prepare is given knowledge. Make sure they have enough knowledge to take care of themselves, the next generation. And I said, if anything I do or say or decision I make does not fall into those three Ps, you call me on it. Because I guarantee you that's what decisions I make, things I say to you or how I deal with things is around those three things. And I take that same thing towards, towards people. My interaction with everybody has to be positive. It's gotta be some way either I'm um, spread knowledge with you. We're conversing in a way, preparing for something, or we're doing something together that's going to progress forward. If you interact with me, you leave that, leave that interaction negative, that's a failure in my part. Because like you said, that dash, I like that. I'm going to use that somewhere. That dash in the middle, because people don't truly die until somebody says their name for the last time. You want to have your name said by somebody in some kind of positive light. I don't care what it is. It don't have to be a statue or a monument, but it could be a cousin, a friend, a brother, or somebody that I remember when, what's the name? taught me this, or he, what's the name did this for me, or what's the name used, used to say this, this mm -hmm. is something significant. It doesn't have to be, you know, some big monument or some, you know, big financial thing you believe on the, on the earth. It's personal interaction. Everybody you interact with, yeah. make it positive. Some kind of, yeah. some kind of way yeah. it is. Um, I had lunch last, the last, two days ago with some students of mine at, uh, I used to teach ROTC. We had lunch for about an hour and a half just talking and, and conversing. And we were talking and started thinking, it's like, in one word that could have said negative to these people to turn them off, could have changed our entire relationship. It could have been a way where they didn't want to talk to me anymore or have lunch with me anymore. It could have been like, this guy offended me. I don't want to talk to me anymore. But it made me wonder, who have I offended ever that doesn't want to talk to me or you know, interact with me anymore? And it makes you choose your words and your actions very, very carefully. Every time you have to talk to somebody, you're going to think about it a little more. So I think it comes down to those interactions, making sure that they're positive and people see you in a positive light. Just make sure you do that every single time you interact with somebody. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, for me, for me, um, I, I would say it goes to um, my daughter, like making sure that she's good, she's taken care of and carries my name in a positive light. You know what I mean? Um, not just that, but um, also with what Jason said with 
those positive interactions that you have with people. Because when I was younger, you know, I've had falling outs, you know, a few falling out, not a lot, a few falling outs with, with a couple individuals. And it was over something stupid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And over the years, I've always thought to myself, like, is that how I want to be remembered? Like, you know, we had a falling out because of, you know, something dumb when we were 18, 19 years old, we just never mended those, those wounds, I guess you could say. Um, so I, I strive to make sure that, you know, whoever I speak to or interact with, um, I just try to lead that conversation in a positive, in a positive, positive notion. Um, it's, it's pretty simple to me. You know, I, I don't, I don't strive to leave a le- to leave a legacy um, I just strive to leave good impressions. And I think that that will definitely live um, a lot longer than you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, uh, one thing I, I always uh, think about is the people who um, know you the most, the people who know you the best should respect and love you the most. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, it's, it's easy to go to work every day, put on a you know facade, uh, then come home and just be a jerk where people, you know, no one looks up to you, no one mm-hmm. likes you. Um, and, I, and being in the military, I know you guys been at uh, retirements mm-hmm. where that where that family sitting in the front row and they looking like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, this dude, like, you ain't, you ain't, you don't yeah. even like us like that. You need to stop lying. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So uh, you don't want to be that person because you know. The saying is like we're all um, dispendable, mm-hmm. expendable when it comes to like the military. I get out, there's going to be another major whatever going yep, in. You're just a number. You know, yep. Exactly. However, you take me out of my family, uh, you take me out of my group of friends. You know that's going to be long lasting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you got you got to keep that in mind too. Yeah. Also, um, people don't forget jerks either, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you're a jerk, they, you won't you won't be forgotten. So uh, take it how you want it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So so, G, what you want to lead the people? What you want to tell? Um. So, in being a man and being in the military, um, sometimes you have to be away from your family. So, um, as you guys know, I'll be coming up on deployment here soon. Mm-hmm. Um, now with COVID and everything that's going on, is it's going to be different. Even though this will be my first one, uh, it's going to be the first time I'll be away from my family. Um, did a year in Korea, and uh, it was kind of rocky at first, but we got, you know, kind of got with the program. My daughter's a little younger. Now she's a little bit older. At first it was, you know, Daddy, when are you coming back? Now it's like, yo, when are you leaving? <laughs> so I had this whole house to myself. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so it, it's, going to be, it's, it's going to be real, real tough because – uh, before we can get to, you know, the location that I'm going to, um, we have to quarantine. Mm. So uh, it's supposed to be leaving um, in January, but they want you there early. So I may not be with them for the holidays uh, coming up for New Year's and uh, Christmas. And I know that's going to be tough on my wife and also my daughter. So um, hopefully they'll push it back to where we can at least be home for Christmas. But um, if not, I think, um, you know, it'll be, it'll be kind of tough, but it's going to be, uh, going to be interesting first deployment. So it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. 
how ready to learn. How do you want to be? How are you planning? You know, as a man to basically hold that together. What recommendations do you have for anyone who has to deal with that? Um, so I would, what I would say, um, and we talked about the two the vulnerabilities. Um, ask for help. Mm. If you need help, ask for help. Um, let someone help you. Um, if if someone's offering, let them help you. I mean, I know some people look for stuff in return, but there's some genuine people out there, especially when somebody's going through um, this type of separation from their family. Let the people help, whether it be at the Airmen and Family Readiness Center, uh, whether it be your first sergeant, whether it be uh, family members, uh, let them help you. Um, and then, I, you know, I talked with you guys before when we talked last week um, about um, actually uh, starting that um, the chat group, starting the Instagram page and the Twitter page. So a couple of people that I'm going with, um, the first thing they said, hey, we'll get over there and we'll talk about stocks. We'll teach everybody this. So um, hopefully I'll have time to kind of, you know, set up some classes or kind of um, corral people and, you know, not only just be um, a virtual or social thing, we can actually get together because uh, we're all going to be going through it at the same time, away from our family. So hopefully we'll be able to set something up to where we all can be together and um, the questions or the uh, roadblocks or obstacles that we may have, we'll be able to work those out together. So um, that's what's big that's uh, coming up with, with that I have. What about what about you, Hakeem? What what tips I mean, you got? So I will say, um, I mean, it kind of goes back to what Jeet said. I think that's a really good point with asking for help. Um, you see a lot of the guys that, you know, they go through things. They think they think they can just knock it out themselves and without asking for help. And then if if it comes up in the wrong situation or wrong conversation, it's like. Well, I got this going on. Oh, woe is me. It's like, well, you've never brought that up. You know what I mean? Like, this is what friends are for. This is what your group is for. This is what your circle is for. So use them to help you get out of situations, man. It, it's everybody needs help. You know what I mean? At some point in their life, you, so you, you're always going to need help. So just don't be afraid to, to, to ask for it. Because those, those are what friends are for, right? They're, they're the Right. Pick you up when you're down. So, you know, true friends, you know, true, <laughs> true friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Snakes you kick did. you while you're down. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Jason, what about you, man? What's good with you? Oh, I would say just man, just don't, uh, don't afraid to be vulnerable. You know, it's all right. You know what I mean? Uh, it's okay to tell your friends you love them. That's one thing I didn't get yep. to in the podcast. But it's okay to tell your boys you love them. You ain't got to say, yeah. you know, Hakeem, man, I love you. But it's okay to say, all right, bro, I'm talking to you later. Love you. <laughs> love you, man. It's all right. It's okay yeah. to express <laughs> love as a man. Yeah, like <laughs> I know I'm light-skinned, man. I'm not that light. I'm not that light. You ain't light-skinned, man. You beige. No, I am. <laughs> Caramel. Yeah, it's okay to be vulnerable express love to those you love. You know what I mean? Because I'm telling you right now, you're not going to regret telling your boy you love him if you appreciate him loving. Just, just yeah. say that. It's all right. You know what I mean? It's nothing this, and it's not weak showing love. So I want to get people to get over that. I'm tired of that. So yeah. it's not tough to not tell somebody you love them. So don't yeah. be vulnerable. If you care about love somebody, I don't care if it's a man, I don't care if it's your, you know, your brother, if it's whoever it is, it's okay to express that. 
and do it while they're still walking and breathing, not at their funeral or, you know, at some kind of ceremony where they go into prison. Tell them why you face to face with them. Yeah. You know, tell them, no matter how you feel. You ain't got to do it every single time. You know? I love you, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love, <that> love, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> and, what, and what I will have is uh, find something that's in, that inspires you, that's uh, bigger than you, that kind of what you're that you're living for. So either if it's your kids and understanding, you know, um, how your action affects them and your last name, or if it's a legacy you want to leave, you know, if you're creative, the type of art you want to leave, uh, find something that inspires you that when uh, times get hard, you can look in, you can look to that and understand you, you're here for a bigger reason, which will motivate you to push through that. Mm-hmm. All right, G. We need some bars, bro. Bars, man. Bars. We need some bars, man. Wait. Here we go. Turn my volume up so I can hear this. Here we go. Let me turn my volume down. So today we talked about being a man. We talked about taking those steps, having a plan. You can't go fast if you're standing in the sand. But just be your only man. And I say that to say this. Surround yourself. With a good circle of people, yeah. even if you're not learning from someone in your circle, bring them up. <laughs> Help them out. Okay. Hey, it's okay to fail, man. It's okay to fail. Listen up. It's the effort. We got that. We got edit for that. So okay. Jason got the software. I, I got it. We ain't worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Oh, my goodness. We appreciate your time. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Y'all be easy. Later, y'all.